Hey, what's up, guys? Fellas, female fellas. How you doing? This is Brian, Midnight Coffee Hour. I'm gonna go ahead and pump out 10 more of those super uh, interesting questions um, that, that don't get brought up very often. So number one is should all children be able to go to preschool? Um, in my head, I guess yes, they should, everybody should always be able to go to preschool, but should it be mandatory that they go to preschool? No, I think preschool is a, a choice up to the parents and it's not necessary for um, K through 12. So should all children be able to go to preschool? I'm pretty sure they can. Um, but I haven't done the research and I'm not going to. Um, but my answer is yes, I think that all children should be able to but I don't think that it's a, uh, a mandatory thing. It's kind of up to the parents. Uh, number two, can graffiti ever be considered art? Well, as a former graffiti artist, um, back in the high school days and middle school, I would consider it art. I think that uh, you're, you're, you are putting art just in non-conventional places. So I think graffiti is considered an art form and. So that question of can graffiti ever be considered art? Uh, I think it is. So, uh, question number three: Should reading and math be taught in gym class too? I don't know who came up with these questions, but um, no. <laughs> reading is for a uh, an English class, and math would be for you know a mathematic class. And uh, gym is for, for gym time. For, I think that all three of those are very important. Um, as a fellow writer, I think that reading and writing is a good skill to have, especially uh, if you were, I don't know, I mean, we're all, a majority of us are, I don't know. I was gonna say most of us are American and it's, it's just right to be able to speak and write your own language. And I think that's the case for no matter where you live, so. Uh, yeah, if you're in uh, Beijing, I think it's totally fine for you to be able to read and write your language. And, and that should be important. And as far as gym, I think that's ideal as well because, again, the three pillars of success in my head would be health, wealth, and love. Health coming first. So um, I think that gym class is awesome because it, it allows you to be aware of your current health status. Um, yeah, that can create some, uh, some pressure and some um, confidence issues. However, I think that it's, it's good to be aware of yourself and kind of your health as it stands. And to, um, I don't know, I mean, what, what a great way to, to get to, to boost your, your GPA, you know what I mean? You just, you're, you're doing something that you can succeed at, that doesn't take any homework. You know, you just, you just gotta cooperate. It's participation grade. Um, you know, it's not like you failed gym class if you can't do 25 pull-ups, do two pull-ups or one pull-up or zero. You tried. You put the effort in. I mean, I remember something that kind of was a recommendation. It might have been in grading as well, but showing improvement over the years. So you take a physical exam at the beginning of the semester. Semesters are good four months long. And so, um, you know, you can only do one pull-up and five push-ups and all this kind of stuff. And it's also, <laughs> a little pro tip 
for, for the kiddos listening maybe, if you're doing these gym classes, um, don't totally slack, but don't give it 100% at the beginning because you have to show progress. Therefore, if you just, uh, if you go 70%, you try a little bit and you, you, you make sure that you get some reps in or whatnot, cool. It means that it'll be much easier come at the end of the year for you to uh, beat your scores. And that's that's what they're looking for. They're looking for um, progress in your health and, and that you have, uh, you know, taken something from the class. And, and that's kind of what the class is about is uh, gaining strength, endurance, and, and conditioning. Um, and what's cool is a lot of gym classes, because there wasn't much of a nutrition course or a health course when when I was in uh, high school and elementary, but uh, gym class usually incorporated that, and so you had kind of a reminder of the, the food pyramid and, and healthy foods to eat, unhealthy foods to eat, and just kind of how your body reacts to them, so that was pretty cool. So the answer the question was, should reading and math be taught in gym class two? No, but I think that all three of those curriculums are very important. Um, question number four. Where should colleges and sports teams draw the line in selling naming rights? Hmm. These questions are very specific. I feel that, I mean, ideally, you shouldn't be selling your, your naming rights. They're, they're, they're your rights you have as they're your brand for the college sports team or, or for the sports teams like the NFL or whatnot. So um, the there shouldn't be a line. It should just be contained, you know, that you shouldn't uh, get rid of that because then if, if you, I don't know, if you sell it off to some other people, you have to come up with a new name and, and you lose that reputation and that, uh, that rapport that you had with the community. You know, they thought of you guys as the uh, Dallas Cowboys, you know, and so it'd be weird if the Dallas Cowboys, you know, after 50-plus years of playing football as the Dallas Cowboys decided to um, sell their, their brand and their, 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 uh, their name and then switch to, like, I don't know, the Dallas Jackalopes. That would kill it. That You would lose a lot of their – they'd lose all their publicity. Or they'd get a lot of publicity, but they would lose all their fans uh, because it would just be an outrage. So um, where should they draw the line? They, they should just not – um, sell their, their team name I mean it is what it is that's stuff that's kind of placed in stone as far as I see question number five how should children be taught about puberty and sex hmm well the funny thing is I don't think that we are taught about puberty and sex until we are about midway through it um, I don't think that I was taught about puberty or sex until I was probably 15, 14 or 15. And so, um, however, I do like the way that um, my mother taught me about puberty um, and sex. And, and that was that she had a book on, like, anatomy. And um, kind of walked through it and just let me know that in the following years, puberty is a time where, where your, your hormones are, you know, adjusting and you are becoming um, the person that you were anatomically meant to be so uh, in that case women's voices will be raising an octave and and not an octave but you'll be going up the scale and for men we we typically have a drop in our voice and that um you know as a as a 
young boy turning into a man, you'll be having hair grow, you know, in places you haven't seen before because it, your hormones haven't uh, triggered it to grow. So now the testosterone is, is boosting and you haven't all your growth spurts, you should be, you know, seeing some, some pubic hair and, and a beard. So, um, I think that that was a really cool way of doing it. There was a book and she just sat me down and we just talked about it and, um, explained how things work. I'm sure it was really awkward for her, but uh, that was, uh, just kind of a mandatory thing. That's just what needs to be done. But I think that, uh, it would be more ideal to, to mention it multiple times as a grown up, but, uh, probably first off as a uh, 10 or 11 year old and then bringing it back and as a reminder when they're like 12 or 13 and I say that because I'm a youth care specialist and I work with um, I work with a bunch of boys from the age of 8 to 13 years old and uh, the closer they get to that 13 years of age they they start having these hormonal issues and they um, they, they start having a lot of um, emotional issues pop up as well because they don't know how to handle themselves and, and they're flustered and um, it's because they haven't been talked about it so it's something that we do talk about regularly and um, I think that really as early as possible without you know as early as you can with them still being able to retain the information and respect with the information that's being passed exchanged um, that should be the time that you uh, bring it up and you can bring it up as a light conversation and then bring it up seriously as a sit down later on when when you are noticing their changes and that they are you know maybe flustered or trying to figure out what's going on that's that'd be a good time to shine the light and help them out um so i guess i i more so answered when should children be taught about puberty sex but how i think that the uh a grown-up sit down one-on-one conversation is a is a good way to do it um Especially if it's somebody they have good rapport with already, like a parent or a uh, guardian, or um, you know, in, in my job case, a a youth care specialist. I'm the I'm the person that you know feeds them and tucks them in, and you know, plays basketball with them. And heck, tonight we did a few uh, workouts, and so I'm kind of their adult figure. So their their main adult figures should be the ones um, shining the light and. Uh, bringing them clarity on what's going on in their uh, bodies. <clears throat> Question number six. Would you rather work from home or in an office? That is a fun question. So I would rather be self-employed than work in a brick-and-mortar business. However, and I, I think currently... I want to be mobile. I want to be able to work from my laptop and kind of just work from wherever I am. <clears throat> On the other side, what I will say is whether I'm working at a hotel in Tampa or if I'm working here in Columbia, Missouri, um, or, you know, somewhere in uh, the Caribbean, what I would like to do is have a separate room um, specifically as, like, an office. And I think that's important because... Um, it just prioritizes your work and it, it makes it more, um, it separates your home and work life and uh, it, helps you, <clears throat> it helps you show up, it helps you stay driven and focused and uh, you know when you create a schedule for yourself if you're just laying in bed and it's you know 8.30 in the morning and you're like well at 9 o'clock I'm supposed to start uh, writing this up because this is myself, you know this is my home business 
Well, you might be like, ah, I'm just going to sleep in instead. But when you have to put a suit on and you have to go two rooms over down the hall to a room that has a desk and nothing else, no little play toys or a TV or, you know, your phone, all that kind of stuff, well, then it creates that sense of I'm no longer at home. I'm now at my my home office. I am now in a place where I need to do work. So I would rather work in an office, but I would also like to be mobile and I uh, would like to be self-employed. So trying it, been trying it. I will be there eventually. Um, one of these side grinds will finally fall through. Question number seven. Is it okay for men and boys to comment on women and girls on the street? So is it okay to catcall? No. Um, I think that these are thoughts that should stay in your head. And um, I think it's inappropriate. And... Uh, it can create issues um, for for the women. I think that it uh, it can hurt their feelings. It can make them feel uh, unsafe. It can make them feel awkward and kind of like you know worried about how they walk past you because they know that you're going to be snickering something as they walk past. I think that's juvenile and um, inappropriate. So, um, is it okay for men and boys to comment on women and girls as they you know on the street? No. Does it happen? Of course. Uh, it's almost like a quick human nature to, you know, look for affirmations from a, from a, a friend or a close companion, um, which is also kind of funny because if you think a woman's beautiful, you should know a woman's beautiful. You shouldn't have to ask your friend, hey, did you think she was beautiful? Cool. You thought so? She must have been. Or, oh, you didn't think she was? Well, maybe I'm just weird or, or she's not, you know. Um, your feelings are yours, so you don't need to seek affirmation from anyone else. And uh, I think it's kind of rude to uh, comment on people um, and to, to judge. That's, that's pretty much saying, is it okay for men and boys to judge? No. Judgment is bad, my boys. Um, number eight. Should students be allowed to skip <laughs> senior year of high school? Uh, no. <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole lot of... Uh, learning that happens in your senior year. In fact, it's one-fourth of the education you need is in senior year. And um, it if you do skip your entire senior year of high school, you will be held back and you probably won't uh, finish. But then also it looks bad on you because this is the closest you are to being a grown man or a grown woman. And um, this is the moment for you to show that you're responsible and uh, and that you have ethic. So for you to skip out um makes you look weak and it, and it shows exactly what you're going to be in the future um unless you change your course of action so um should they be allowed that's a stupid question of course not um and for those who do i'm, I'm sorry to hear that man and or woman and i hope that uh things turn around because that's that's not a, a way to live an adult life um number nine how many text messages are too many well that's an interesting question. Um, me personally, I'm much more a fan of long paragraphs than 15 different one-sentence paragraphs or one-sentence text that would have made up one paragraph. So um, how much is too many for me? Probably four, and I'm a real nice guy. A lot of people will say uh, two. Two is too many. 
Um, but uh, you can send four messages. But, I mean, if it's like literally 20 seconds apart from each other, it's kind of annoying. So, if you got something to say, say it. I'm okay reading a whole lot. I read a whole lot. Maybe that's just my personal preference. You know, I read a lot of books. Um, I like reading. But, uh, just don't be that guy who, you know, only texts your friend, you know, during that five-minute interval a day. But in that five minutes, you send 15 texts, you know, 20 seconds apart from each other or whatnot. That's just, that's, um, overbearing and it's, it's overwhelming to look at, so... Uh, don't do that. Paragraphs aren't that bad, I promise. What you're doing is much worse. So, number 10, the final question. Does buying and accumulating more and more stuff make us happier? Hmm. For me, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that actually backpedals. But that maybe that's just because I'm not much of a... Uh, I don't know what the word is. People that people that like tangible things, things that can hold on. They think that as a hoarder, you are a, a, a wealthier person, when in fact it just means you've spent more. Um, so you're you're a much poorer person. But you you know you see your objects as a, as a property, I guess, or something that is accrued value. Um, for me, I, I'm a very minimalist type of guy, and uh, if you you saw how much stuff I have you'd say well you don't really have much at all but I feel like I have way too much stuff um, so for me I think that buying and accumulating more stuff does not make me happier there are some things that'll make you happy or that'll help your mood for instance uh, you know <laughs> I don't know a car a car is nice so you don't got a bike to work back It'll make things easier on you, more efficient and uh, ease of access, but it won't necessarily make you happy. I don't think that objects make you happy. I think that uh, moments make you happy and, and experiences and um, your, your, your decision, your personal decision that I'm going to have a happy day. I'm going to be a happy person because in doing that, you'll, <clears throat> you'll be looking for things to make you happy. But if you're just going to be a negative person, then you're going to be looking for negatives. And if you're one of those people who says, I need to buy more things to make me happy, well, then you're going to buy more things. And if that works for you, then, then perhaps it does. But for me, uh, buying and accumulating more and more stuff um, actually makes me unhappy. It makes me, I don't know if regretful is the word, remorse. I mean, I feel I feel guilty. I don't, I don't like buying things. I'm a very big penny pincher. And while many people will call me out on that or think that that makes me a lesser of a person. I think that makes me much greater of a person because I'm the person that they loan money from. Um, so how about that? But I just, I, I feel bad when I spend a whole lot of money. So like, uh, when it comes to like fixing up the car or things that I have to pay for, I really feel uncomfortable when I do. I, yeah, I don't like spending money. And if, it, if it's not something that can make me money or that can earn its worth back or it's not something of, of equal value for the, you know, as far as the money that I put into it, then it, I, I feel really uncomfortable. So that was the 10 questions for today. Uh, tomorrow I will post, I will record 10 more. Um, if you have any questions that you'd like my personal response on, go ahead and send me a message. 
uh, anywhere and everywhere. It's at Brian Tyler Bass. Um, or you could maybe hit me up on Anchor slash iTunes slash Spotify. I'm not really sure how that works. I really only check Anchor. Um, but um, I'm anxious to see what you guys have to say. Um, thanks for tuning in. If this is nighttime like it is here in Columbia, Missouri right now, I hope that you guys have an awesome rest of the night. You sleep really well and you are uh, super stoked for all the opportunities that will come tomorrow. And if it is just turning daylight where you are or perhaps it's midday, freaking hey, you've won. You're alive today. Those are some odds that are that are pretty in your favor or, you know, it's, 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 you've already won the lottery there. Um, I hope that the rest of your day is amazing. I hope that, uh, you know, the light shines and you just feel so clear minded and, uh, every, every breath of air is fresh. So, uh, thanks for tuning in and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.